0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ramble On. As you can already hear by the giggling, I am not alone because the magnificent Kate Mason is with me. Uh, Kate, a pleasure to have you on Ramble On. Hello,
1: Marcus. Hello, guys. I was laughing already, so that's yes. a pretty good start.
0: That is, that is, that's what we're all about at the Football Ramble. Uh, unprofessionalism. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Kate, you're you're uh, you're a, 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 a. I hate to say it, but you are sort of a new member of the team. And the reason why I hate to say that is because it feels like you've been here for many, many years. How have you settled in so far?
1: Oh, I'll take that as a compliment, then, Marcus. We've been yeah. we've been getting to know each other, haven't we? Before mm. the this started rolling. Yeah. Oh, if only the listeners could hear the quips <laughs> that were being made backstage. <laughs> We're going to try and give you a little peek around the uh, the curtain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been settling in really well, thanks. It's been a bit odd, obviously, because um, it's the lockdown, so I have a whole load of new friends and colleagues that I have only met via audio. Yes, um, exactly, so, yeah. So you so could mean, be it was, horrible.
0: Yeah, but it was... Uh, ugly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Again, that's what we're all about at the Football Ramble, being offensively ugly. But that's our mother's and father's fault, I think you'll agree. But, I, Kate, I, I suppose it's been um, a nice sort of easy way into the Ramble because you haven't met us in the flesh. Are, are you quite fearful of meeting Pete Donaldson? Or were you?
1: Well, well no. I think hmm. you all... I mean, it's clear, I, I think probably to be all right at podcasting, a level of um, social ability is probably quite useful, would, would you mm-hmm. say? Would you agree?
0: Yeah. Um, are you aware of, of his, are you aware of him, Was <laughs> what I would say, uh, and his, <laughs> his extracurricular activities? No, I jest, of course. Um, I, I, so I think what would be nice is, is for, for our good Patreon subscribers to, to get to know you a little bit more, if that's okay.
1: Yes, it makes me a little nervous because the last one I w- listened to when you were talking to producer Charlie on this Ramble on feed is uh-huh. um, you ended it with the fate, I don't know if you remember, but mm. your outwards were, enjoy yourselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said, enjoy the football and yourselves, which suggested that was some sort of call to masturbation. And I don't know so whether... I'm not
1: really sure what this feed is for, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it does worry me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, let, let's. It's not for that. Uh, but what people do in the comfort of their own homes is is, is up to them. Um, mm. So forgive me if I if I uh, you know sort of uh, you thought that was a command. Again, it, that is very much your decision, ladies and gentlemen. Um, mm. But Kate, let's start off with something simple. You're a mm. Tottenham Hotspur fan.
1: I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I've been happy about it last season and sad uh-huh. about it this season a bit. Yes. And I'm very confused because it was so nice when Maurizio Pochettino was the boss because you felt, you know, that whole sense that, so, that I think Newcastle fans in particular have been struggling with for so mm-hmm. long recently and mm-hmm. maybe in line for a hell of a lot more struggles <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> um, but that feeling that like your football club represents you and it represents you in a way that you kind of want it to, you, you, feel, you feel in tune with what it's like that for me having a man like Maurizio Pochettino as a boss I felt it felt comfortable like it felt Mm -hmm. open to change it felt as though he had a system it felt as though he was trying to build something up for the future and it was optimistic and and all of these things and um
0: do you not feel like that under Mourinho? (laughs) (laughs) Mourinho and Levy? (laughs) (laughs) Look
1: so the thing about Levy is, like, I have huge respect for this incredible thing he's done with the stadium. I know a lot of people have a problem with him, but it's so, it's I don't know. I think it's so impressive what they're trying to do to create this. I don't. You must have been, Marcus, to the New Spurs Stadium or not?
0: I have. Do you know what? I actually went when it was still a bit of a building site. To, it's one of the few times in my life that I've had to put a hard hat on when I'm not going to some sort of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, YMCA fancy dress affair. And, I thought uh, you were going to say some was... sort
1: of disciplinary meeting at the Ramble.
0: Yeah, the annual Ramble meet, yeah, can get very, very... Uh, full protective gear. You'd think I was turning up to a riot for crying out loud. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I have. It's, it, and the stadium is very impressive. I was asked the other day by somebody, um, which I thought was the best football stadium in London, can't remember mm.
1: why I was asked this question. Surely that's easy. Surely that's so easy now. Yeah. I mean, I mean Wembley is obviously not. The hybrid library or whatever it is these days. Um, well, that's know, not been for a a Lovely place. You so know I what say, I mean? But lovely the say, Emirates so is very quiet. Of
0: course. So, so obviously uh, I had Spurs at number two behind Craven Cottage, which I think you'll <laughs> agree.
1: Fair play. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's nice to have a tree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, technology's you know not for everybody um but yeah mm. no of course it is it is incredible i mean you've obviously been to you know the tottenham hotspur stadium as it's called still
1: what would you like yes. it to be
0: called if you if, <sighs> you, if you if you had the naming rights if i said right now you've got the naming rights to the stadium
1: what would you apart call from it? the mason arena obviously apart from um, you know
0: I... like yeah listen to the football ramble arena yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, would you, what would you call it Spelzies sporting venue. Yeah. yeah. Um, fel- <laughs> <laughs> I I don't, is it, is it too lame to be like, oh, I just, I would have been happy for it to just be called White Hart Lane still. I don't, I think yeah. that's kind of nice. I think there's a it's heritage It's not White Hart
0: Lane. It's not White Hart Lane. I know,
1: Lane. I know it isn't, but there's just this fear, isn't it, that it's going to be called, you know, Tesco land or whatever, yeah. um, <laughs> which just doesn't. I know Germans are all for it, but it doesn't the credibility is not
0: What what about um in, in, in homage to one in of their yeah well what about in homage to one of their former players and, and what his brother is doing out in, in Tenerife and all just Linekers? What about that? Would <laughs> that be an idea?
1: Well, as we all know, Gary Lineker is much more of a fan of Leicester, so I suppose that would yeah, be a that's bit of a, t- yeah, you could, you It would be a bit that. of a low blow. Yeah, um, okay. I can't remember how we got onto this Oh yeah, Jason Mourinho So Mourinho, I think, <laughs> is um, Again, I feel, I struggle with him because Well, mm. for many obvious reasons to do with Things that went down in Chelsea That I really don't like at all Which I'm sure you can imagine To do with, mm. you know, the treatment of various doctors um, But when I, you know, he was one of the people I remember interviewing him when Just doing some little pitch side stuff for BBC mm. London Back in the day when AVB was I think it was a game when AVB was Tottenham boss and uh and Mourinho you know he was still in that phase where he was so charming and and he he'd give you a line you know he was he had something ready for, you could tell he understood the purpose of the exercise you know it was like yeah. Let's communicate in an interesting way. Uh, you know, I've I've got lots of levels of this worked out, and that was quite impressive and and sort of marvelous to watch. And that was why I think lots of uh, you see lots of journalists kind of eating out of his hand. But
0: but he treated the, the press conference as a part of the game. That was mm, that's exactly. kind of his shtick, isn't it? That that he felt that the game almost like starts in the press conference and then finishes kind of after he's done his bit because he was never a player really, was he? So he puts himself mm. into. The, the kind of narrative of the actual kind of 90 minutes in a weird way, which is quite yeah, um, and also, a take on it.
1: Yeah, and you and I, I mean, I'm sure you are a great fo- footballer as much as as uh, <laughs> all of us are, but um, I think there is something that I do, and, I you know, I do quite like it when people manage to come up and be mm-hmm. uh, successful managers and not necessarily elite level. I mean, elite level, but not necessarily the sure. greatest Um sure, yeah of the game because I I find that quite, I don't know, interesting and comforting. And you can see why he might have had to work very hard. You know, you remember the story of the dossier that he put together when he was the translator. And I I find that kind of inspiring the idea that someone might work up uh, their knowledge to such an extent Mm -hmm. that they can break this fundamentally Mm -hmm. kind of cabal as we're starting to see with, you know, all this, the moves that people are trying to make to get more black coaches and Mm -hmm. people from diverse backgrounds, you know, it's it's a closed shop. So, um anybody kind of breaking slightly breaking into that is quite impressive Mm. and interesting um Mm. but yeah you know I'd love to I'd love to see it I'd love to see Mourinho have a second have a renaissance at the Speller sanctuary I wonder if (laughs) it's gonna happen but um, but um yeah yeah. I,
0: I I fear it's not gonna happen, Kate, but but Hope Springs eternal. well um, if I may, like we we've talked about, you know, you talk you supporting Spurs and a little bit about Mourinho and, and so on. You currently work as well as some some fine work with the foot brown, but you work at Sky Sports News, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. I say
0: don't it's... you as if I don't as if I haven't seen <laughs> you know, that other is that other girl that looks like cool, you on there. Play it cool yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> how long how long have you how long have you been at Sky Sports News?
1: So, I joined them in May. It's only about a year and a half ago, or um, uh-huh. well, not even as long. Yeah. Because um, I'd been out in Qatar at In Sports, which is the sort of sports bit of Al Jazeera. Made who, did, who did you work with? Who did you work friends with? Friends of Qatar? the Ramble <laughs> Richard Keys and Andy Gray. Um, you worked with them,
0: did you? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Their work is known to me, certainly. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, how, and, and how and how were to them, I think I can fairly say.
0: <laughs> well, I, I've no doubt that you will confirm uh, what we already know, so we don't need to go there. But what was it like then? What, so, we'll, we'll, let's do Qatar first, then before. School, yeah.
1: What was it like working out there? Ah, oh, well, I think when I spoke to Katie, um, who works on the football ramble as well, of course, uh, mm. we did a little article for the website, and she asked me. About Qatar, and I think I said it was strange, hmm. which is not a very creative way of describing it, but it is it is strange <laughs> because yeah. it's a you know it's um this tiny, tiny little country poking out off the end of Saudi Arabia in the middle of the gulf it 's fifty five degrees in the summer it's got hundreds of thousands of people who've been brought over from predominantly India to build these world cup stadiums hmm. um and it's, and because of that, you know, only a very small proportion of the population are Qatari and yeah. the Qataris are given um, massive handouts from the state to, to. in some cases, if they, do, it's effectively like a universal basic income, which has been talked yeah. about a lot um, in light of coronavirus, but um, it's effectively, yeah, like a, a salary just for being Qatari. And so it creates this extraordinary, You know, of course, we have inequality all over the world and particularly in Britain, but Mm -hmm. it just creates this extraordinary situation where you have a very, very small class of people with unimaginable wealth Mm -hmm. running who have invited all of these other people into the country. I mean, it's just so stratified. It's very, it's very difficult to have any kind of sense of community somewhere like that. And that's something I, I kind of struggled with because you know, I, yeah. in London, I'm very lucky. I've got my friend, my group of friends and I've got all my hobbies you fo- and
0: you've got the football ramble, and man. I've got
1: actual real foot and I've got, I've got you guys and I've yeah, got real football that I can, that I can pay. Hey, thanks. Oh man. <laughs> but what, I feel so, so cool now.
0: So, we're, so we're, I understand what you mean. Cause it's a similar, I think I'm, I'm sure they're not completely like for like, but I, as I'm aware, it's similar in, in Dubai. So, where mm. do Keys and Gray fit in? Are they are they in with the elite? Do you think, or are they, you know, we just, or are you not allowed to answer that?
1: <sighs> I guess I can. I mean,
0: I'm sorry. This I'm is what the This is what the, really this, is what the this.
1: this is what the Patreon, <laughs> pa- Patreon guys and friends of the Ramble pay for, Marcus. This I mean, we've got to give them what won. they want. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that if you are not from the Gulf, there's a limit to which you can yes. truly be in with the elite but uh-huh. certainly andy and richard would enjoy telling stories about how <laughs> about gifts they had been given by various qataris and kind of you know dinners and conversations that they were having with the men uh-huh. in charge i think that was quite appealing yeah. to them the idea yeah, that, that, that they were part of
0: the, the elite <laughs> that note looks like it's your handwriting andy have you sent that to yourself <laughs> um yeah sure but so with regards to the, the world cup coming up you know it's so yes. close now to the world cup is it ridiculous it's
1: mad isn't it it's what, what mad- do you think
0: then? Do, do you think, that, that I don't
1: know how they're going to manage it. I, I think so. I think actually a lot of the, the concerns that people have about the World Cup are not the right, con- well, I mean, there's a whole range of concerns you could have, but a lot of people are concerned about things like the temperature. That's not yeah. a concern of mine having lived there because, yes, yeah. while it is 55 degrees in the in the summer, it's actually much colder in the winter and it will what, probably what be colder. What like kind of temperature? Like 18, 18, Oh, it's that low, 15, is it? Yeah, yeah, fifteen to twenty okay. degrees. Okay. Yeah, I've been some of the tennis events happen in January, and and you know you have like little those blankets like in the evening. Oh it's, right, it's, I do know what I didn't it know it would,
0: it would? I thought it was going to yeah. go down to about twenty eight degrees or something in the in the winter. You know that sort of thing.
1: No, yeah, so okay. it will be. I'm pretty sure it will be cooler than almost certain. In fact, that it will be cooler unless there's something odd happens than Russia. So, yeah, yeah I think I've wasted. I think they've wasted a lot of time on on you know they've got air conditioning Mm. in all of the stadiums but they're not not actually going to need that because quite Mm. often when the air conditioning's on in the winter you're like bloody cold so um yeah and and obviously the you know the use of workers is is a massive concern but Mm. it's it's also just as I suppose I was trying to say about the country itself oh it's just very small (laughs) and they're used to dealing with like really really well-behaved people because everyone who goes (laughs) there is is either you know qatari so they've got a stake in it or Mm -hmm. they're people who are their their life there is limited to their ability to hold a job if you lose your job you can't stay right Mm. so so it's everyone's very controlled because they're there kind of you know at the at the invitation of the qatar government effectively so you know you've got a toe the line if you like yeah and then just not used to the idea of inviting so during the russia world cup i sadly didn't get to go to russia so i had a quite odd experience of it um but i was sent to do that like as lives in the in the kind of fan zones that had been set up across Qatar, Mm -hmm. and um you know they would have about 2000 people in these in these fan zones no alcohol of course because it was predominantly aimed at, at the Qatari mm. families and uh just the stress that it was causing <laughs> the people running these these non drinking 2000 people fan zones honestly <laughs> and you just think
0: they're not going to I guess you can, hi- you
1: can you can hire obviously you can hire people of course they'll get you know they'll they'll throw money at the problem of course they'll find a way to work it out. But it's just amazing to me to think of this as a, as a possible mm-hmm. exercise on the subject of moving to winter. I don't mind. it I actually don't really mind that at all, to be honest, because I think, you know, there is something to be said for trying to get a world cup to, to a different part of the world. I'm sure that mm-hmm. it may not have been done for the best reasons, but mm-hmm. even still like, you know, well, the no, Premier I League point. having to do yeah. something slightly different is not the worst thing in the world because other um, football leagues all over the world normally mm-hmm. have to stop theirs for the for the Summer World Cup. So I, I think I'm not that fussed about that. Yeah, but, I mean, um, the,
0: the, the Russia, Russia League or Ukrainian League sometimes have to, if you know, if they go into the latter stages of the Champions League, sometimes they have to have a bit of a mix up as well with what, with what they're doing. But no, you're right. I mean, I, I actually have come to sort of think oh, maybe actually changing the date isn't that huge a deal we we should wait and see i understand why it throws everybody off kilter because morocco were very close to hosting the world cup in 98 when france got it mm. now can you imagine yeah. morocco in the in, in the flipping summer you know that, that would be that would have been quite severe but that obviously they didn't get it and it wasn't uh, you know a huge sort of consideration but yeah interesting enough so okay so you you, you um you, you're you now at sky sports having worked at being as well what's it been like working mm. at sky sports
1: It's been so nice. I I don't know if I'm partly just, you know, I've reached the hallowed ground of London and Sky after having had, (laughs) (laughs) you know, tumultuous time um, over in Doha. But um, it's really, I don't know, it really feels like a place where people are trying to do, to create the best content they can and to do the best work they can. And I don't know. Yeah, that may sound like a bit of an odd thing to me, amazing. towing the party about. line. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, Marcus. I mean, partly because I I've, I've I've worked, you know, in some pretty dodgy places and I can tell you about them too, but I um mm. and I have in fact. Um, but <laughs> it's it's been so I don't know, there's like a team, there's like a team atmosphere that mm. I suppose that the nice thing because being a presenter um, it can be sometimes a bit isolating, you know, because you might be the only one and there'd be a production team. That's massive. So they might mm-hmm. have more of a community, but because I guess because there's more, you know, on Sky Sports News, there's like quite a big team of presenters. So that you can have a bit of a community of that as well. It's not such a kind of you're not so out on your own doing doing that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. What? So I really appreciate that as well.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. You've been you've been there for it for for a little while. I mean, do you um, uh, what's Jim White like? <laughs> Um, actually do you know I know what he's like. I think he's actually a very lovely man. I've met him a few times. So do
1: I. You know who he loves? Luke Moore. He loves yeah. Luke Moore. Do you know this? that's interesting. Every time I see him he's like, Oh, have you seen Luke Moore? What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, Luke Luke certainly makes sure that uh, people remember him. But uh, I, I actually, when I was a runner at Sky Sports many moons ago, see, I often don't um, say this, but this is these Mm. are our patrons that are listening, so I don't mind being a little bit more frank with them. So that's how I know, you know, a bit of keys and grey stuff. But yeah, when I was a runner, he was was it you that leaked the tape then. Uh, it certainly well, it wasn't, but it was hand. It was not handed to us because we would have known who did it. But it was that was uh, that certainly was in our e- email inbox uh, that 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 Good time, Lord. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for those who remember, but, but yeah, when I was a runner at Sky Sports uh, many years ago, uh, Jim White was one of the few presenters who would genuinely be happy to stop and chat to you, and there was no yes. kind of pretense or anything like that.
1: Yeah, he takes the time definitely. I think yeah. it, I I think it's. You know, he loves the gossip, as everybody uh, seems to (laughs) in this industry. Um, But yeah, I think, I mean, I tell you what, maybe the reason I'm waxing lyrical about it so much is because of the recent stuff with coronavirus. Because previously you'd come into work and you'd just be like, yay honestly like this is so nice i get to catch up with these guys and blah 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 blah. and there's always something going on and you know someone's got some little secret story about what's going on at spurs or whatever that they want to tell you about Mm -hmm. and that's so refreshing particularly as we said in comparison with some of the perhaps other places i've worked um so then i've really noticed it since because i've been going into the studio kind of once or twice a week still um Mm -hmm. they basically stripped it down to only one presenter on at once, maybe a reporter coming in occasionally, but mainly just like very few people in the newsroom. And so it's a lot more kind of subdued and you won't see people from one week to the next. And, mm-hmm. and you really miss that like feeling of, of community and, mm. um, and buzz, basically.
0: Yeah, I, something else I wanted to ask you is, how difficult do you find it? Obviously, you've been doing it for a while now, so it's kind of second nature, I assume, but reading also key. 'Cause I used to do I used to do a bit of auto cue when I was there. They would yeah. often not with Sky Sports News, I didn't work there, but with some of the others. I did auto cue yeah. for a season on Soccer AM once, which was quite good because that was that you had to be switched on, whereas the other ones were quite a bit basic. And once um who was working yeah. on it? it? was Andy Goldstein who was presenting Soccer ah, AM at the time. We like him. Yeah. Oh Golders. Um yeah, I was I was doing the auto and it was the only time I kind of sort of just I don't know. Uh, switched off and I heard Andy <laughs> Goldstein say to me like basically on live television well keep going then and I went oh my god and, 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 and I suddenly jumped up the producer sort of glared at me you know but how, do, how do you, do you find because I'd imagine autocue is one of those things where people think oh, I can't be that hard whereas actually it is quite a difficult skill
1: I tell you what it is a bit scary when you so in fact I was on oh god I've lost track of the days this is the problem with the, this time of our lives but oh, um you worry. Monday. I was on Monday. on Monday. And, uh, yeah, and we had, so we had two live games because it was League 2 playoff final. So mm-hmm. we had a, a guest in the studio, Jamie Curiton doing updates from that. And then we had Sue Smith down the line watching the Palace game. And, um And so the first two hours, so you're on for four hours at the moment, and normally you'd have two presenters, so there'd be a bit of, you know, you'd switch it Mm -hmm. up or you could, you know, swap who's doing what, so you don't do the same thing too much. Um, But, yeah, so for the first two hours, absolutely brilliant. You know, it feels like just a kind of normal-ish studio show, although it's hard for you to watch the games. You're trying to just, like, keep an eye on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's fine. And so when you're reading things, you're like, oh, what a, this is a good little break. I'll just focus on this for a minute. But then for the last two hours – I don't know, we didn't have a lot of video footage because you couldn't release the goals till later, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's basically two and a quarter hours of straight reading. And yeah. I know this might sound like a bit of a, and the other thing is that we, we've got no, normally there's like a designated auto-queue operator who's like pretty skilled at this. Yeah, And, and they, there are yeah. still now, but they're not all in the same place. It's mm-hmm. not people we necessarily know. And so there is constant danger that like, you don't know where you are. So it's, if people get lost, it's not a case that they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, just absolutely. It could be a case that they don't know, because obviously you have to coordinate the picture. Mm-hmm. Not obviously, not obviously at all. Sorry, guys, but no, no.
0: Like, right, yeah, OK, yeah.
1: You, you have to coordinate the picture to the to what you're saying. And mm-hmm. if you're the presenter, you don't necessarily have oversight of that. So it's not a case that you can just start going off on one about, you know, how good Burnley were tonight or whatever. You mm-hmm. have to work out where the hell you are, because otherwise yeah. they'll just start rolling, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Some <laughs> some sort of Jim White special. Um yeah. <laughs> and so it, yeah, and so it's just um uh Les now's greatest goals. You know what I mean. So talking. you can't you have to just um really be on your toes. And and I mm-hmm. think it, it gets difficult if there's because there is repetition, obviously, because mm-hmm. you know, it's 24 hours sports news and and things change gradually. They don't change all at once. It's not gonna be mm-hmm. like oh yeah we've done that now we're going to completely move on or completely change the story it changes incrementally so um, I suppose what I'm saying is you have to be quite alert and you have to rely on a lot on other people and especially at the moment there's about three or four people doing the work of normally about 25 and so at one point the producer was rolling the auto key. okay so then the next interview goes down producer stops obviously so you're just like <laughs> oh well <laughs> not to worry Let's yeah. recap those goals, shall we? <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, that's my, yeah. I, it, do you know a friend of mine used to do a show? Um, he used to have a TV show out in uh, in the Middle East, and he actually controlled his own auto cue with his oh, foot, like, yeah. a little, like a pedal. Yeah, I thought, oh, I've seen that. but yeah, so the, I've but d- I've, obviously... ha- I've done
1: that on like screen tests before, which is fine mm. as long as nothing is changing. Because if it's live, obviously and they suddenly change it, and you're scrolling away. Oh yeah. well, Kate's still on about the Burnley girl. Yeah. <laughs> What we're trying to do these Les Ferdinand highlights.
0: You are. Do you know what actually you say about the the, the some of the screen tests? I uh, I, I have done the auto cue for some of the Sky Sports News screen tests many, many years oh ago. Oh my
1: goodness, spill the beans. Yeah. What and are they like? Because I was actually was, terrified for mine.
0: Yeah, Obviously. I to be honest with you, you get a lot you get a lot of people who are in-house employees who turn up right. and you just think not being nasty, because obviously it, you know I wouldn't be able to do it. But you, you, a lot of um, in-house employees kind of turn up and and they have a go. But there are one or two who are now currently Sky Sports News presenters who probably did try back in those days. You know, you just got to work up to it, of course. Yeah, uh, you get one or two ex-players uh, or, or from one or two sports who who try their hand, and again they don't have the experience, so, that, so they're not great. But there was one chap in particular who to my knowledge, I think, still on Sky Sports. And he was a little bit nervous. Lovely, lovely man. And yeah. uh And and I, because I would go to the gatehouse to pick him up and then I'll take them yeah. back there. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I did well. And I said, look, mate, I'm just a, I'm just a flipping lackey here. So my opinion, <laughs> I don't have an opinion, okay? So do not, you know, but from where I was sitting, Personally, I thought you were excellent. and You aced that, and and you were the best Aww. one here. Um, and and so it came to be that he ended up uh, as a regular presenter. I, I can't think if he's if he's still on there or not actually. Um, and uh, and I saw him a number of months later, uh, maybe six months later, whatever it was, uh, when he was discussing. And I saw him and he and he recognized me, and I said, "I told you." You see, as I was mopping the floor, you know.
1: That's but Marcus. That's so nice because it's just like especially when you do anything like that, you're so. You're just looking mm. out for, you just want clues to tell you. Because I remember doing yeah. almost exactly the same thing. I was like, so, you know, because I, I knew there were a couple of bits where I cocked it up and and I didn't feel as, you know, disorientating because obviously I wasn't from within sky. So I didn't know, you know, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where the yeah, toilets are. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know where the camera setup up yeah. is. So <laughs> yeah. I was just like quite overwhelmed and and I knew I hadn't, you know, it wasn't as good as or whatever. I hadn't done as good an account of myself as I hope I normally did when I was on be in And so Mm -hmm. as I was leaving, exactly the same. I was just like, oh, God, I don't know about all that. I felt like I was a bit of a moron. And someone came up and did something really cringe, like asked me who won Wimbledon like two years ago as like a test. And I just... Let's Come on off.
0: now. Yeah, put it on the altar queue and I'll say it. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, but the so cool thing are.
1: they did do that I really liked, Marcus, was they did like a break of fake breaking news on the. I don't know if they would have done this on the. Oh, did they? We yeah, yeah. So we did two lots of fake breaking news, and I can't remember the first one, but the session. Sven's one was... got the England job again. <laughs> that would have been you with Sven's back. Shit
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'd have failed that test. Oh no.
1: I think it was something like Christian Eriksson is out for the season. So it's absolutely yeah, right. gimme. I don't know if I don't know if it was luck or if they were trying to be helpful. Um yeah. knowing I was a Spurs fan, but I obviously just went off on one about like, you know, the implications for the for the squads. Um yeah. so yeah, that probably quite helped.
0: There we are. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Who who would have thought from from Qatar to uh to uh, reading queue it's been it's been an absolute whirlwind um kate it's been a bloody pleasure though chatting to you i i, I look forward to, to meeting you in person at some point um, oh me but, too but, marcus but no doubt yeah. the listeners have enjoyed meeting you digitally or audibly yeah, I, I don't guess. know how you would describe thanks it thanks for no. having
1: me along by the way guys because i okay. realize the patreon people are the the real like ah oh, backbone of are, the ramble aren't the, they so they are yeah. the
0: wind beneath our wings kate <laughs> is how I describe those beauties. Um, but seriously, thank you very much all our patrons and subscribers. We do appreciate it very much so. And Kate, an absolute pleasure. So then, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, our thanks and love and support. Um, touch yourself if you want. Don't touch yourself if you want. I'll leave that up to you. And I will oh see you God. next week for another round. Bye, guys.